Let's get socially deconstructed. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trina Dong, and we are back today talking about dating in our new normal, and we're trying to figure out what the rules are. I am joined by a very special guest, Chelsea Overrocker. Hello. Hello, Trina. How are you? Good. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm excited to talk about dating with you. But first of all, you host your own show called House of Hallmark. Yes. It's a channel even. Yes. Tell us about it. Oh, well, yeah, I started about a month and a half ago and here I am quarantined in my apartment out in California. And I was thinking, okay, Hallmark is, I love Hallmark and Christmas is right around the corner. I just need to create a podcast and just talk about Christmas content. So um, it's been such an amazing ride so far. Like every week, I'll bring on either a Hallmark star or just an artist that has an inspiring story that helps us grow. And I tell you, every episode, I just take something away from it. And Mm -hmm. the guests just really helped me in my own personal life. So it's been an amazing journey. So it's like, it helps me keep a positive mindset. I'm like, okay, this new normal, like I can't (laughs) really go outside and, and, you know, live my normal life like I did last year but on the plus side I get to zoom in and I get to talk with Hallmark stars exactly so it's a good balance but no it's been it's been such an amazing journey for sure and anybody that's listening that's like Hallmark don't do that no try one because I didn't really care for Hallmark movies until I met a friend that's involved with them and then also meeting Chelsea because (laughs) she's such an advocate. And also they're really expanding their Mm storylines. We have the first, uh, when this comes out, the first LGBTQ holiday movie will have already come out. Yeah, They're trying guys. So tune in for a heartwarming story and then tune into Chelsea's show after to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. No, the story plots are really getting good, especially this year. Uh, I was talking with my mom last night and we're like, oh, this plot's good. This plot's good. And my mom even said, wow, Hallmark (laughs) is really changing their plots. This is amazing. I said, I know more plots coming. So yes, I, I, it's, it's just, it's just a good family show and you're never going to walk away from a Hallmark movie, like not feeling good. It's just right. It's such, it's just so warm and fuzzy. <laughs> there we go. Yes. <laughs> What's not warm and fuzzy is dating. <laughs> oh my God. Perfect segue. I couldn't, ex- yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now in 2020. I, <laughs> exactly. Dating is already a complete mess, no matter what year we're talking about, but throw mm-hmm. in a global pandemic. And I can't even calculate how it works right now as you probably assume if you listen to this podcast I'm very single and Chelsea you are also single correct yes very single as well yes (laughs) (laughs) follow her at Chelsea Overrocker (laughs) submit your application for her spouse so let's talk about normal life first before the pandemic hit what was mm-hmm. your dating life? Were you online dating? Were you going out and meeting people? Were you getting set up? What's it like? Oh gosh. 
you know, I did a little bit of the online. I first was on Bumble and like I was into it for like maybe a month or so, but then I, I don't know. This is the problem I get with just online dating. I'm like so into it for like the first two months thinking, yes, this is so great. I'm going to meet someone on here. <laughs> and then I just get bored. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't really. I'm one of those where I'm still old fashioned where I would love, mm-hmm. I think anyone is, but would love to meet my ideal guy in person if I can. Right. Um, or your friends know you the best too. So I would yeah. love to get set up. So, hey, any of my friends listening, if you think shout there's out. shout out a guy that uh, we might be a good fit, this is your cue. But no, I, I tried the online dating and it's just, I don't know. Can I you explain what it. made you bored? It's just the same conversations like, hey, yeah. how are you? Yeah. So- you tried Bumble. I did try Hinge this year too. And everyone tells me Hinge is a lot better because you have to fill out all these questions and they really match you up with someone that is based off of your questions that you put in and your answers. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was a little bit better. But again, I, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I was into it for like the first month. Like, ooh, this guy's cute. This guy's cute. Yes. Yeah. And then I just stopped. I just, I wasn't into it. I just feel like, you kind of have to let it happen. And I, it, or there hasn't really been the right guy that I met yet. Where I'm like, Ooh, he stopped me in my tracks. Like, who is this person? I right. just haven't, I just haven't met him yet. Right. The reason why I asked why you get bored is because the same thing happens to me. I'll download like all of the apps, fill mm-hmm. out everything again, because <laughs> the last time I downloaded them, I probably deleted them just like I'm about to the next time. <laughs> and you answer the questions, mm-hmm. you play apps like they're a game I'm like (laughs) jumping around like but then when you actually have to put in the effort it appears that no one else is putting the effort in so I just delete all of them and that happens maybe twice a year Mm -hmm. I do it over and over again also what you said about hinge you're so right people say that they're like there's so many more questions you can like and comment on the photos you'll be matched with a better person but I feel like my answers to questions are more than just like a yes no maybe (laughs) well yeah because those questions I had to fill out I mean that took me like a good 20 minutes because I was really thinking them through I'm like okay if this is if I'm gonna meet my one on hinge I just don't want yes no maybe sure (laughs) like I want detailed answers and I mean there's some guys who commented on my answers and I, I did like their response and I matched up with them but again I'm just like it's not like I get super excited over it. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just, I got to be in that mindset. And I'm out here in Southern California where a lot of people are very career oriented out here. So I think if I was also in a different setting, like back in the Midwest where my family is at, everyone's married, everyone has kids and babies. And, you know, I think my mindset would change, but out here we're just constantly, um, on the go so okay let's move to pandemic then you said you tried hinge and that Mm -hmm. was when we were on lockdown right yeah 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 how did that go how was it different than when you were on bumble the previous time 
With Hinge, I mean, your notifications like <laughs> go crazy because when I first signed up with Hinge, I kid you not, within like a day or so, like I had like a hundred matches. I'm like, really a hundred matches, but okay. Um, <laughs> so I just went through the guys and scrolled through it. And, um, and there was a couple that I matched up with. I'm like, okay, I could kind of see it. Like, yeah, I like this guy. Um, so again, I was really into it and I was in lockdown. So things were a little bit slower. You know, I think that's when we were all life. trying to, yeah, in life, we were all trying to figure out, okay, now we're at home. How do we like move our work life into your apartment? So that was at right. the beginning of, um, of everything before we got a handle of it. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit more faithful on Hinge because I didn't have anything else to do. Right. And uh, it was a good experience at first. And I think the guys were a little bit more responsive. Like they got back to me so quick because obviously they had nothing to do. So it did bring in some interesting conversations because you get to really know someone, okay, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like Mm -hmm. what, how are you doing? Um, How, how are you staying safe? And, and you really get to know their character and you really get to ask interesting questions more than just the casual, like, Hey, how are you? Good. What's your favorite place to eat out here in Orange County? Oh, I like, this. <laughs> like you get to ask like real good questions when you're in the right. middle of a crisis almost. So I did like that part of hinge because to keep my attention span, <laughs> like I, um, I like to get into like those deep conversations, like something where I can walk away from a conversation and be like, that was really meaningful. I liked it. And I I got that in the beginning. So, but then of course, when work started picking up and I, (laughs) I don't know if you, with Hinge, I think everyone kind of has this issue because I mean, they just spam you with notifications. Like you match up with this person, this person. I couldn't keep up and I'm not paying for the version where you get to see all of your matches. Like you have well, they're to trying like, to get you to pay. That's exactly. why they get all those notifications. Exactly. That's what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. No. So it takes forever because I want to see, okay, you know, like I got matched today, like with like 50 potential guys. Um, I want to see them all, but in order to do that, I literally have to go through each individual guy. Uh, and that really got, <laughs> I was bored after that. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, who knows if there, what, <laughs> what would be on a profile that wouldn't make you bored? Can you give us an example of that? You're like, I, I don't know. I've never met it. Yeah. I don't feel like I've ever met it or I'll be talking to that guy still. <laughs> But I would say like if they had like, um, there was one question, I'm trying to pull a pinch right now. Like one question, like asking <laughs> She's me, swiping like, guys right I'm, now. I am, I'm like, okay, let me take a look at this, but <laughs> trying to stay relevant here. But there is a one question um, on Hinge that just kind of asks you about like dating. Oh yeah, um, about what, what makes like a good partner and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. those questions are very interesting. Um, so I do like, that's like my favorite part to click on the profile when you're looking through a guy. But do you find that they're answering the question fully? It's hard to say because, well, no, you really have to talk to them because their answer could be so different. Um, so you just, I think that's the part just with online dating in general Mm -hmm. is you can't get so wrapped up in their answers because again, it's just like this idea of this person and you're putting a face on it, but you're really not going to know it until you talk to them. But it's just kind of a good way just to advertise like, Hey, 
Um, but yeah, I would say, I think the question that I always scroll through the most is like, what makes like a good partner or what do you, or like, what is like a good person that like, um, you're, mo- you're most compatible with or something. I think those ones are really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and I, surprisingly, um, those are the ones that the guys liked a lot. Like they say, Oh, we like your answer oh, your or answer. Yeah, they like my answer, or that's how we start our conversation is with that question. So well, see, that's the thing. But you're a thoughtful person, so your answers are going to be thought out, right? Because you're not just going to put something out in the world that's not true, right? But I feel like most people have the mindset that we do about these apps that are like, all right, let's do them again. It's boring, but then also don't put in the effort to answer those questions. And like what yes. you just said, the answer could be so different. Like you could read something one way and then you talk to the person and it means something completely different. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And the question on Hinge, because I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> it's the hallmark of a good relationship. And they even use the word a hallmark to they, reel you in. Absolutely. So already, <laughs> first of all, when I read that question, I was like, they're asking about hallmark. Wow. <laughs> Well, this is gonna. This answer normally takes what like two minutes to fill out. For me, this is gonna take twenty. Um, right. There's so much I have to say about Hallmark, but no, that question. <laughs> <laughs> literally, that question on Hinge always. Um, I always like to read that one when I'm scrolling through a guy's profile. So yeah. yeah. When I'm going through, I feel like I'm judging the shallow questions mostly because <laughs> I doubt that any of the deep questions are fully answered so Mm -hmm. like your favorite movie your favorite music your favorite food your favorite activity stuff like that I feel like it's probably the truth and so judging if that is a match but that doesn't work either because it doesn't really mean anything for conversation because then you start talking to someone that also likes sister act two but they're still a jerk Mm. (laughs) So it didn't really matter. (laughs) You're like, darn it, like good taste, but yeah, you're still a jerk. Exactly. Well, same thing because the, the, you know, with being in a relationship or if you ask them about past relationships or what, and if you like their answer about how they feel like they're going to meet the right one, they could do the complete opposite. Or like you said, they could be a jerk and you're like, well, okay, that question was completely meaningless. So that's why it's hard for online dating is because we just get so wrapped up in the question and the idea of this person. Like, I think we get more attracted to our idea of who they Mm -hmm. are than really who they actually are. And I, and I think that's the biggest downplay that a lot of people have, but, um, well, another romanticize anything you want. Oh yeah. And we did that way before online dating. I think just online (laughs) dating just puts it (laughs) a whole, a whole different level. Um, Oh yeah. I did that all the time. And, and I still do that. Like I have this idea of who this person is and it's just not even like on a romantic level. It could just even be with a friend, like, like a human. Yeah. Just a human. human. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we just have this idea, like we envision them. Um, This is who they are, but you can't do that because that's putting a lot of pressure on them and they will disappoint you at some point in your life. Exactly. Because also not everyone can hold themselves to the highest standards constantly mm-hmm. all the time. Absolutely. So yeah. there's that too. Yeah. So what would that perfect human look like then? 
do a PSA, let the people know, apply if you match, go. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, so are we starting with like physical looks too? Like we're doing like the whole We're rundown? doing the whole shebang. And then oh, afterward we'll gosh. make a wanted poster. <laughs> I do like people who are taller than me. Because <laughs> I like tall though, heels. No? Yeah, I'm five five, but I look taller you just are because not tall. No, we're the no. same height. No, you're no. You're half Asian height. How's it oh. feel? It's not tall. <laughs> well, I have long legs though. So I everyone always thinks though I, I really? look like five seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have super wow. long legs. Um, so when I tell people like, oh, I'm I'm only five five, they always say, No, you look taller. Weird. But um but when I wear heels, I even, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I just have super long legs, but um, no, I am only 5'5". Five five, so that's that's nice to you because I, I can, you know, don't need to date someone super tall, but exactly. um, someone who is taller than me would be nice, even when I am in heels um, would be great. And then, did I Okay, move on to personality. Personality. Again, someone, you know me, I'm a thoughtful person. So mm -hmm. I just need to have those deep, conversations to like really like keen in and someone that really just shows me because I feel like with people we're always trying to find that person that's like a mirror of ourselves like yeah it's like the exact same thing that I do but I don't need that type of person I want someone who's gonna like be able to like push me and move me forward and help me in that sense and like believes in me so mm. I think that is huge um because I have dated some guys who are kind of like a little controlling saying, no, you should do this with your life or you'll be better doing this. I'm like, Ugh. no, no, no. This is what I want to do. And if you can't <laughs> jump on board, then get out of later. the boat. <laughs> yeah, later. So I think it's just someone who wants to push you to that next level and wants to help you grow. I think everyone's looking for that, but that's really so important to me. What would that look like though on Hinge? It's hard. You can't, you can't yeah. you have that conversation with them. That's probably why I don't do good on Hinge. Well, because you have to get there, right? You have to actually enjoy the person's company long enough to get to those types of questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's exactly. hard via text. Honestly, most people are bad texters. Oh, yeah. So like, even it's just a lot of pressure. Are, it is. Yeah. Even my friends and I, like, we love each other, but sometimes it takes us, like, three or four days to get back to each other. Yeah. So, um, just because it, we're just busy with life, but yeah. And even it's harder for dating too. And then you're wondering, you get, you freak out. Oh my God. Did I just get ghosted? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just, you freak out about that, but yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think like on paper, like if you're like looking through a dating app, what like, see, it's hard on paper hard. because it's kind of like what you were saying about physical appearance. It's like, I can say these things and what's mm -hmm. ideal in my mind, but it's not actually what has to happen. Exactly. You're like, yep. it doesn't have to be a brunette with blue eyes because that doesn't even make sense because it might not be. It'll be the best person in the world and he'll be a redhead. Like, it's just. Exactly. Yeah. It's so hard to prepare like that. It's so great. Like, one of my friends told me, write down everything that you're looking for a guy because, the, you know, then the right one will come along. Like, because you, you, you've written everything that you're looking for with a guy. Did However. Yeah, I'm in the process of doing it. I haven't okay. completed it yet. But yes, I, I have been doing that. But while I was making this list, I was saying, okay, I want to be careful because 
I might be crossing people off who could be like a really good fit just because, oh, he doesn't have those blue eyes, you know, doesn't mean that he's not going to be, he could really check something off that's more important. So I think make that list, but also say, okay, what you're going to have to give a little bit because no one, there's like, no one is ever going to be perfect. Even when you get to know that person and they're your ideal person, they're going to do something that you, that they wouldn't do on that list. Right. So you have to like say, okay, what trumps this? Okay. This guy, you know, we match up so well where we have those deep conversations and I could stay up with him till like 4am in the morning. Best thing ever, but Ooh, he has brown eyes, not blue eyes. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to give and take a little bit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness for that. But that's yeah. exactly right. Because even yeah. the people, you know, if you scratch them off the list, they could be even better than what's on your list. Mm-hmm. You don't know. And that right. is what makes dating apps difficult for people that take them too seriously, i.e. me. I mm-hmm. The answers are too important to me. So I'm just like, whatever, bye. Yeah, because I don't want to concentrate that hard. I think the people that are successful on dating apps are just go with the flows. They are like they don't put too much pressure on it. No, and they don't think about it too much. And I'm the opposite. Like I put so much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. And I gotta learn to relax a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just in life in general. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, because it's uh dating and the thing is though it's kind of like you have to make sure that they're compatible with you like um yeah. even though you feel like you're compatible with them you got to make sure that it it goes both ways it works both ways so it is and, and I think when you put less pressure on it and here's the thing I, I got into this good conversation with a friend like we're built of thinking that we need to have stuff done by a certain timeline and I'm like yeah. why why do we need to do that like you know, I'm going to be in my thirties in a couple of years. So I'm going to be hitting a whole new decade. Mm-hmm. And of course, like it's good to push yourself and want to be able to have accomplishments. And, yeah. and that's great. Like keep doing that because that's, that's pushing you to achieve your goals. So don't give up on that. But at the same time, don't be too hard on yourself because everyone's timeline is different from yours. Exactly. Yeah. I am in my thirties and people care way more than I do that I'm not married. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yes. Like they care so much more, but it's because they've put the pressure on the number and I haven't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I've put the pressure on the number for many other reasons, but that's not it. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because the everybody's timeline, you're right, is so different and it's dependent on your own choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why would you try to mold yourself into someone else's timeline? Because when you try to force things and they're not coming together, mm-hmm. then you just wasted your time on something that you could have been better in yourself for. Right. That- and that probably wasn't supposed to happen. Exactly. But what's so- su- what was supposed to happen from it is you learning from it, which I guess is good too. Mm-hmm. But you could have saved yourself some time. You could have saved yourself some time. So anyone out there listening, if you feel pressured <laughs> that, you know, because a lot of my friends back home, they're married, they're yeah. on their second kid. And I'm out here in California still exactly. and not married. Definitely not. Don't even have a boyfriend. Um, still trying to figure out hinge. And yeah. <laughs> And my, my lifestyle is completely different, but I'm not putting right. that pressure of myself like, oh gosh, I haven't settled down. And 
Um, and I, and I try to, you can't, and I try so hard where if there's a guy that likes me or I met him and you know, I like him. I, sometimes I try to say, okay, this is my guy. Like I need this to work. And if it doesn't, I get so disappointed and I learn can't put your, can't put pressure on yourself. Just can't you, it just has to happen naturally. You have to just do your best and make good choices. Mm -hmm. And then everything else is completely out of your hands. Absolutely. And even if it wasn't the choice even if the choice wasn't the best, don't be too hard on yourself because how else are you supposed to learn? Like there are, I've done so many stuff that not necessarily that I regret, but I'm like, oh, (laughs) wow. Why did I I put myself in that situation? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. But but what, how else am I going to learn? And you just, you just laugh about it because at the end of the day, we're all human. And Mm -hmm. even that person that you felt like you made the mistake with, I bet you if they have a mistake as well with someone else too. Right. So oh, you're, not, yeah. you're not the only one. Yeah. Everybody's running their own dangerous path. <laughs> not <laughs> yep. safe. Nope. Not safe at all. But then, hey, when you collide with someone and it happens to work out, then it'll, hey, be, great. it'll be great. Yeah. So another thing too, during pandemic is the higher level of trust that's needed sooner just for safety reasons Mm -hmm. like you have to kind of rush the beginning of the convo because it's like what are you doing to stay safe like you said you said it like how are you staying safe for me it would be like what you doing are you Mm -hmm. are you wearing six masks are you wearing no masks (laughs) like where do you fall on that so I think that kind of um sucks for right now Mm -hmm. but I have my best friend. She started a relationship in quarantine. Wow. And they're like going strong. Wow. And she's one of the, she's a go with the flow type in certain situations. But like, I think there's something about you did have to rush getting to know some more personal facts about people quickly. Mm-hmm. So the process just sped up because also, you kind of have to, you don't have to spend a lot of time with them, but if you are going to abide by the rules of not spreading this thing around, Mm -hmm. you're really only seeing certain people. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think it's appropriate if you're talking with someone online, you don't know them very well, but you want to meet up in person and you kind of want to take things to the next level. Do you think it's okay to ask them, hey, before we meet up or before we take this relationship further to get a COVID test? I mean, yeah, right. But the other thing is we can't trust the rapid cheek ones because there are so many false positives and false negatives. I think the one though with the... the brain one yeah and it's like it takes like th- <laughs> it takes like three days for you to get your yeah. results back um I think that I, one is pretty legit I think that's totally appropriate if you're actually talking to someone with purpose mm-hmm. and not just like meet up for the first time go get a test I don't think anybody's gonna actually do that no no but if it's something where okay, we want to see where this goes and I'm going to start inviting them over to my place. We're going to start having movie night and- But you, there's so much more though, right? There's like, okay, so after you take that test, who are you going to see? 
what are you going to be doing after you take the test? Are you going to be with groups of people after that? So you can't just take like a constant COVID test. Yeah. So I just don't think there's real, there's a possibility for casual dating during this if you're going to stay within the guidelines. It wouldn't be casual dating because I think people right now, like they have their quarantine groups, you know, right. so they would be part of your quarantine group. Right. But then um, you have to decide if you trust their quarantine group mm-hmm. that Gosh, you don't know. Hard. Yeah, this is hard. Yeah. It's just like so many things, but my friend, she like met all the people. He met all the people. They knew everybody that they were seeing. And then that was that. But then life turned not normal, but people had to start going to the office again. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, everybody's at risk. You just got to do your best, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's the one thing is, I, I think dating is just really hard during this time period because people who are taking this seriously and... Mm-hmm. um you know, say that their immune system isn't good. Like they need to make sure they're around people who um, are healthy. It's just, it's a lot harder for them, I think. So I'm just thinking outside the box, like if if it's appropriate to ever ask someone, hey, I want to, you know, um, take this relationship to the next level, start hanging out with you, inviting you over to my house. And, um, you know, because once you invite someone over to your house, like they're they're in your quarantine territory. Yeah. Yeah. So you just want to make sure it's, it's good. Cause <clears throat> I have a roommate and um, we don't invite anyone else over. You know, she has yeah. a boyfriend, but um, he's been quarantined with us for a while now. So that's fine. But it's not like he'll like bring his friends or anything over right. too. But if I was to start dating um, and I would bring them over to the apartment and stuff too, I just would want to make sure cause he's in my space that he's cleared too. And now he's affecting the other people in your space. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's such like, oh, it's so hard. So in talking about this, we obviously know that there are a lot of guidelines that people are needing to follow at the moment. And people that are in relationships before this were just like the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, seriously. But do we think it's a thirsty move? to slide into a DM or is it just something <laughs> that's necessary right now? And it is what it is. I think it is what it is. And it depends. Yeah. I think the context on what you put in the DM is what makes it thirsty or not thirsty. Right. So if it's like a legit, like nice DM, like, Hey, saw you. And you know, you kind of list qualities of what you really like about that person. I really, really want to just get to know you, not just for like a one time thing. I, you know, and I think we can tell, um, yeah, yeah, because (laughs) you know, social media, I mean, that was always a way for us to get to know people, but Mm -hmm. now, especially in the middle of COVID, that's kind of like one of the best options that we have too. For sure. So, and the only, it's like the best swiping that can be done. Exactly. So yeah, I, um, and I can, you know, I, I get DMs too. And I, some of them are really funny. I'm like, oh gosh, wow. And then, <laughs> and then are there other any normal ones ever. There are, there are some normal ones and I, I really appreciate them. And I'm like, okay, that, that was a good, that was a good DM. Like they legit just really want to get to know who I am and they're respectful. Yeah. And, but then there are some where you're like, okay, I'm just not even going to finish the rest of this one. So I never get normal ones. Really? 
there's not been one normal dm slide to ever exist except for i put a story of james maple our one of our uh friends and co-hosts mm-hmm. in my story and someone like thirst dm'd me about him <laughs> and it was <gasps> normal but I was like, so I sent it to him. I was like, this is the only normal thirsty DM I've ever received. So cool. That is hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it is what it is. And I also think it goes hand in hand with trying to figure out what people are doing during this pandemic time. You can mm-hmm. kind of see it mm-hmm. on there if, if they use it, that is. But stories their feed it kind of at least gives a little insight you can see who they're friends with you can even ask a friend if you want hopefully you have a friend in common or something I don't know exactly and so yeah when you look at those dms um when someone is messaging me like we have the instagram stories we have so much that we can put online and if they can't ask me one question like oh it's so cool you did this or that's awesome that you're here doing that or whatever then it's kind of like why do you even want to get to know me (laughs) yeah you didn't even look you didn't even look so I think those are like the good ones where I'm like okay that's like obviously like a real dm um but yeah and then there's the ones that are just like totally thirst traps and you're like really um and hey I mean there's nothing hey if you if you're cool with that and you're fine there's nothing wrong with that that you know just um and if you're looking for like that real relationship and stuff, then don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the other point. There are plenty of people that are looking for the same things as everyone else. So mm-hmm. some people are looking for a thoughtful DM. Some people are looking for just the thirstiest of the thirsty DMs and accepting yeah. that because that's what they want to do. So it's cool because yeah. you can choose where you want to be on that scale. And you know, some people might like those thirsty DMs too. They do. Because they, they, no, do. they do. Yeah. Because I, I, especially people who uh, participate in what is it, Thirsty Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> thirsty Thursday meant something completely different when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess not anymore. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, people do participate. And it's not, it's every gender, every sexuality, everybody. Yeah. Be into different things. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there are some people that I know they're like, yes, we got a thirsty DM and they're all (laughs) cool about it. Like, I'm like, Hey, you do you. That is awesome. Because it's fun and games. It is. Yeah. And this is, I have a lot of different friends and we're not, you know, we're not all the same, but I like it because I get, I love to hear their stories. Exactly. Yeah. It's so fun to talk about other people's adventures in this mess, especially if they have a different lifestyle than you. Mm -hmm. So fun. So yeah, Yeah. I'm totally down with people participating in a- Me too. And I like it when they share their stories. I'm like, oh, yeah. my room, one of my roommates, oh my when, gosh. I first, when I first moved out here, uh, uh-huh. she was on Tinder. And uh, like every time we got home from work, she, I would always say, so who's uh, messaging you <laughs> on Tinder? She would get the thirstiest <laughs> messages. And it was so entertaining for me. Like I always look forward to hearing what she had to say because um, it, it, it was, I, it was funny. So I, I love is. hearing those stories too. So um, just for me personally, I'm kind of like, it doesn't really grab my attention, but right. I like hearing um, other stories. I think they're so much fun. And also everyone should realize that 
DMing and online dating, these are group activities. Like whatever mm-hmm. you're saying to someone's friend, all their friends know about it. So no matter true. who you are. Yep. <laughs> so when you're saying things, be mindful of yeah. that it's not private. Nope. And the world is seeing like my roommate and I used to swipe on her bumble on our TV. Like ah! she would broadcast it to her TV and <laughs> we would just like go through it. That is hilarious. Yeah. So be mindful about that. Cause they're thinking, Oh, only one person is. Seeing no. This. no, are you 50. kidding? 50 people are. Seeing- yeah. I, I said anything that you put online, whether it's uh, through a dating app or just through social media, once it's up there, even if you've taken it down, doesn't yeah. mean that it's completely gone because so many people can screenshot it before exactly. before it gets taken down. So yeah, just be mindful of that. And I think still a lot of people are learning that the hard way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> so okay, let's say post pandemic 2023. <laughs> okay. Oh that's, man. That's my say, guess. Oh gosh, I'm gonna be 31. Wow. Okay. Well, when you're 31. <laughs> Let's say you, or what is your perfect dating situation then? What would be the ideal way to do it? And is there anything that we can come back into the real world with that maybe escaped us pre-pandemic? That now that we've had time to contemplate all of our lives and hopefully live better ones, what do you think about any of that? All right. So I'll kind of use both of how like we're adjusting to COVID and then now we're back into this different lifestyle. Yeah. So, well, hopefully in three years, um, I'll be moving up with my career. I always want to push myself and better myself. So I want to be like with an ideal company, but what's so cool about, I guess, with COVID and dating is people that you normally wouldn't talk to on a daily basis, you're getting to associate yourself with. Totally. So I still like that aspect of it. So it would be something like maybe like we're on like on a Zoom call or something. And, you know, we are, and he's like, maybe like from a different state or whatever. And then we have like this business meeting or something. And then he has to come out here to where (laughs) I work. And then we get to meet up in person. And that's the best way because it's like in a comfortable setting. It's professional. So it's not like they can like do anything inappropriate, but that's kind of a good way to like see, okay, is there like an attraction there? And then if so, because now we're past COVID and we can go out and Mm -hmm. do normal things and we can like go like out and on a date or something too. So So what you're saying is you want to continue to keep the pre-screen process. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the pre-screen process with that because honestly, when you're Zooming with someone, mm-hmm. you, it's in a comfortable, you're comfortable because you're in your bedroom, you're not, you're not putting on the pressure where you're on that first date where you have to look good, have the perfect outfit, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you, you're, you're past all that stuff. You're in a comfortable setting. You're really getting to know this person. And if it doesn't work out, then you just hit the end button and bye, you're done. Um, (laughs) End meeting for all. All (laughs) end. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, if it it turns into something, then you could take it the next level and meet in person. But I do like the pre-screening kind of how we are doing it now because it takes less pressure of, 
okay, oh, he's going to pick me up. What restaurant are we going to go to? Or mm-hmm. where are we going to go for like this ideal date? And I think it takes pressure off of the other person who's planning the date because yeah. they, they are like, okay, I hope they like this location that we're going to or, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I do like it where it's just kind of a candid conversation that you're having and you're just zooming with each other. You get to see each other face to face or whatever. And then mm-hmm. something brings you guys together where you have to meet up in person, but it's still a comfortable setting. Right. Um, like either a group setting, a work setting or whatever. Um, and then you can I just think the pre-screen it. process is so obvious that it should mm-hmm. have always been happening. And I yeah. think some people did a FaceTime, things like that the ones that thought about it before (laughs) but I think it's something that always should have been implemented because texting you can't read through anything on text no you can try but you're usually wrong and you make like an assumption either in a way that's too good or a way that's too bad exactly yeah I think and we have Zoom, we have FaceTime, we have all of this technology. Why not use it? Why not use it into the dating life? And it doesn't mean, because if you connect with someone so well, let's just say through Zoom and, you know, you have your Zoom dates, then it's going to be so much better when it's in person. Like you already yeah. got past that. And I think it takes the nerves away a little bit more. And the stuff that you're nervous about is, okay, I already know this person. I can't wait to see where it's going to go next. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes what- the pressure off of it, I think. 100%. What about Zoom speed dating? Oh, I always want to try that. <laughs> you wouldn't? I know I do. I do. Oh, I always do. want Yeah, I always wanted to try that. Um, I bet it's happening. I bet we can find one. We should. <laughs> yes, we should. I, I bet you it is too, because my, uh, my guy friend used to do speed dating you know, before mm-hmm. the, um, before COVID. And it, I've always wanted to do that too, but yeah. And how great is it? Again, you, you just take off that pressure of going somewhere, having to make sure like everything is all put together. Uh, you, you just, you take the pressure off and you're just like in the comfort of your own home and you're in, you know, and I think in pajamas you're comfortable. Exactly. And when you're comfortable and you're in that right m- mindset, you're going to have the best conversations. And I think you're really going to know, okay, we're going to, I'm going to hit it off with this person or not. Okay, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to find a Zoom speed dating event. Okay. We're going to do it. And then we're going to do a show about it. Yeah, I say we have to do a follow-up. Okay, let's Deal? do it. Deal. No, like, yeah, if you find one, let me know. Oh. And I feel I'll like you're already one. on it. Like, you already found <laughs> one. Like, you're like, oh, I'm girl. trying not to t- type because you can hear me. So I'm not doing it yet. But the mental note is to do it right after I hang up. I know. I was like, I'm going to get a text, like, literally five minutes after the show. Like, by the way, okay, be ready next Wednesday at 3 p.m. for our Zoom. <laughs> no, we'll do it after the holidays. Okay. We'll I was going to say, yeah. To kick off 2021. There we go. I think that'll be a great way to kick off 2021. Oh my gosh, why? I hope someone's thinking of this and doing it and making money off of it because it's so smart. Really smart. I hope they've been doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been be missing great. out for nine months. Yeah, forget Hinge. Why have I not been doing this? <laughs> I've been wasting my time. <laughs> you have been. You specifically because Hinge is probably just not going to be it. No, I'm like looking on my app right now because... <laughs> I mean, 432 notifications. <laughs> that say, do they have the faces blurred because you haven't paid? Yes. Yep. 
Yep, which is so annoying. I literally have to click through each individual guide. So you really have to stay on top of it because going through 432 guides right now, that's going to take up my whole day and I don't have time for that. <laughs> How much is it to uncover their faces? How much money? Let me take a look. I thought it was like 30 something. No. $30 a month. We don't even pay that for like Spotify. I know. Oh, here we go. Upgrade. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So for one month, it's $19.99. For mm-hmm. three months, which they say most popular, it's $39.99. Uh-huh. So they break it down where it's $13.33 each month. And then for six months, for people who are very desperate, <laughs> no shame, no shame at all, no. but that's $59.99. Yeah. Like almost $60. I that's actually I guess it's not that bad that's probably cheaper than like eHarmony match all of those yeah yeah because when they break it down it's $9.99 a month so but I also think the like the system of those dating sites is a little more in depth because they're used differently I think so too yeah Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me know if you end up paying and (laughs) (laughs) uncovering those 400 faces. Well, if I, yeah, I'll, I'll just do like the one month and just like go through it. Just like, I'll spend a day, like I'll have like Christmas music on the background. I'll have some (laughs) coffee um, when I really have nothing to do, which is rare. Right. And just like go through like these 432 faces to see if I get matched up. I mean, there's just, I'm just looking through a profile right now. There's one guy that has his sunglasses on with a hat on backwards and he's in a hot tub. <laughs> as his main photo? As his main photo. First of all, oh. why would you put sunglasses on as your main photo? There's like, no reason. No, and the hat. Like, first of all, I can't see, I can't see anything about this dude. In a hot tub? What are you trying to say? I know. See, this is the problem. <laughs> this is where we get heated because- <laughs> what do people think yeah. like all anybody wants to see is literally a headshot I know. that's like it, it doesn't have to be a lot of effort it just has to be a photo but you need to be able to see the person that's the whole yeah. point it's supposed to be just like meeting at a restaurant yeah yeah exactly i'm like would you so here's the thing for people who want to make a good impression put your picture like yeah if you were meeting someone uh, at a restaurant <laughs> w- what would you look like put that one as your main picture because Duh. that's the one that we're going to be attracted to <laughs> like no matter like you anyone is going to look better than the guy with sunglasses in a hot tub as his main photo yes and then don't put your main picture in a group photo because <laughs> who are you who are how embarrassing is it for you for the other people exactly then you 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 meet up and you're like oh shoot I thought you were the other guy (laughs) (laughs) and also don't put a photo up with if you're a guy if you're a straight male with a girl if you're Mm -hmm. a straight female with a guy Mm -hmm. if you're you know I could go on yeah we're gonna assume that you're an idiot and that's the person <laughs> that you are either still in a relationship with or were at one yeah. point. Yeah, and if even if you put the caption below, it's oh, just a friend, just my sister. I'm like, how do I know that? Like, really? <laughs> like, is it just your sister? Is it just I don't... your sister? 
you couldn't find a different picture so you didn't have to put your sister on blast yeah exactly exactly anyways I so that's why it's so frustrating because it's not everyone's a catfish Mm -hmm. like even us I'm sure and so it's like because you can't fully explain yourself in any capacity even the first time meeting in person yes you got to put your best version of yourself out there and I think that's why it makes it so hard with dating because people don't (laughs) so that's when I kind of they don't put their best self after either like so you put Mm -hmm. it out on and so you're expecting it you're expecting this person to be amazing everything they said and then they're just not Mm -hmm. it's like so it's like your best self that you actually are yes not one that you made up in your head yes and it's it's hard to be just find people who are authentic so it's it's a tough thing but I think really when you're going through all of this and you do meet the right person, you're going to be so thankful for it because you're like, oh, because if it was just so easy, anything in life, whether it's a mm-hmm. relationship or a career, when things just get handed to you, you don't appreciate it as much. No one does. Exactly. So in a way, if you keep going through all this and you get frustrated, just know that when the right person comes, you're going to be so grateful for it. Bam. And that's where we're going to end it because that (laughs) was the best advice. For more gems like that, Charles, where can people follow you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Chelsea Overrocker. That's Chelsea with an I-E. And then you could find me on Twitter at Chelsea Overrocker. And please don't forget to subscribe to her show, House of Hallmark. Listen to it. And yeah, thanks so much for listening to this. Make sure to subscribe, give it a rating on any platform that you listen to it on. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.